Hi, I'm Sissy Graham Lynch. Welcome to Fearless, helping you have a fearless faith in a compromising culture. Welcome back to Fearless. It's a new year. It's been quite an eventful first week of 2021, but I'm glad you are joining me today and we're gonna jump right into it. Yes, 2020 has come and gone, but 2021 might not have been the magical change that everyone was looking and maybe hoping for. This has been an eventful first week of 2021. And just after the year we have faced, I probably wouldn't expect anything less. We had Congress back in session. Georgia had their runoff Senate race. The GOP senators, some of them, uh, attempted to oppose the Electoral College. And we all witnessed the tragic events that happened on our nation's capital yesterday on January 6th. It was a sad day in our nation's history. It was a difficult day. And people were texting me that, you know, you got to post something. You got to write something. What are your thoughts? And I honestly looked at somebody and I said, I don't know what to say. Um, Last night, I tossed and I turned. I think we all have really heavy hearts. So I'm going to read to you just quickly what was on my heart and what I wrote um, on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, you've already seen it. But this would just share what was on my heart after witnessing yesterday. It was John 1.5, that light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That today is a sad day for everyone in our country. This is not the result of just one day. It's the results of months and years of division where our disagreement has turned into hate and our frustrations have turned into violence. We have allowed our differences to weaken us as a nation and as a society instead of using them to strengthen us. I'll never forget being in our nation's capital on September 26, where thousands gathered for the Washington Prayer March. And I've chosen to hold on to that day as a reminder of the stark contrast when thousands peacefully gathered to pray for our country. I know our prayers are not in vain. Scripture says that God's ear is inclined to us and our prayers are still in the throne room of heaven. And I will continue to pray for healing and for God's sovereign hand of protection for this nation. Because I remember the images that I witnessed when my dad held the Washington prayer march on September 26. I remember seeing families together, young and old, praying for our nation. And I don't think those prayers have gone anywhere. I think those prayers are still before God. And maybe he doesn't seem to answer prayers on our timeline, and we know that to be true. But I won't think that my finite wisdom can understand his infinite wisdom. So 2021, once again, started off quite hard for everybody. I saw uh, Mike Rowe on his Instagram say, Well, that was great. Cheers to 2022. Uh, It's been difficult. But of course, you know, we all witnessed the violence that happened in Washington, D.C. But let's take a look back at some other crazy events that also happened this week. We just saw the opening day of the 117th Congress where Representative Emanuel Cleaver 
opened up in prayer, but ended his prayer with an amen and an a woman, which um, I'm not even sure what that means. I don't think anybody understands what that nonsense means because amen means so be it. So I'm not really sure what a woman's definition is. I also read the Democrats, which I'm sure many of you listening have probably already have heard the story, where the House of Representatives will propose word changes to gender-specific rules. Instead of mother-father, we now must say parent. Instead of aunt-uncle, it would be called a parent's sibling. And niece and nephew, that would be a sibling's child. Then, in New York, they will attempt to pass a bill that would allow the governor and his surrogates to detain individuals who pose a threat to public health. You could be pulled out of your home or out of your business or off the street if you're a threat to public health. And it sounds crazy. These are talks like communism. And we, once again, we can read these highlights in the news and laugh about it, but it is so serious, these threats that we are facing. I also watched a video from Prager University where Will went went to the University of Berkeley, and I know you could probably stop me there, that that might be just comical in itself because we're talking about the University of Berkeley where we shouldn't expect anything else but nonsense. But nonetheless, this is a college campus, and he was asking students how many genders there were. And I'm going to ask you who are listening, how many genders do you think there are? Some said five to six. Some answered an infinite amount where others were confused and they were not sure of how many genders there were. So with all these crazy headlines in the very first week of 2021, what do we do? I think we could look at our government, we look at the pandemic, we're in the middle of everything right now could seem pretty hopeless. I know so many of my friends, or I was just talking to my aunt on the phone, and she says, I'm not even watching the news anymore because it can be so weary watching the news and it can be depressing and you don't want to watch it. And I want to tell you, that is not the answer because I want to encourage you that we cannot grow weary. I believe that that's what the enemy wants us to. They want us to get tired of it. They want us to get beaten down to where we won't turn on the news. We won't know what's going on, even though not all the news sources out there really tell us what's going on, but we have to keep going. And I think back at like the prophets, I've been reading a lot in the Old Testament in this past year, and I think of the prophets when, um, how discouraged they must have gotten. And even in the time there was a Jeremiah where he did get so discouraged and depressed, where you look at the disciples of Jesus and how often they might not have seemed like they were making a difference when they stood for God's truth and they faced the persecution. But if you've been listening to the Fearless podcast especially during 2020, you know that my theme verse for that year was Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, that those who know their God will be able to stand in strength and take action. Well, for 2021, my theme verse will still be Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. And I wanna continue to encourage you that. And we will do it throughout the year because instead of just being a theme verse, I think that has become my life verse because I wanna be able to stand in confidence. I wanna be able to have the courage to stand fearless in this culture that's forever changing. And I want that to be the purpose of fearless as we look out this year, because we, we couldn't have imagined what was gonna happen in 2020. We honestly cannot imagine what's gonna happen in the next two weeks before the inauguration. I don't even think Hollywood can make a script so wild and crazy that we might see. I don't think things are gonna get better. 
I don't think things are going to get easier for Christians. I do think our best days are ahead of us as Christians, but I don't think that means necessarily easy. If you're an American and you're a Christian, we have been blessed beyond our imagination far more than we deserve to be able to live out our faith and our freedom and to raise our families according to the way we believe, to never face a day of like persecution like we've seen. Now, some families in recent years um, have seen persecution come against their faith when they don't stand with the far ideology of the left that have come against their businesses. But I don't think we can imagine the persecution that we will face. But I say that, and I say that with hope, because I think God will give us the courage and the strength to stand strong. So I want to lay out the purpose of fearless, and I want to remind you, because this year I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have a lot more interviews. In 2020, Fearless kind of had to take a little bit of a detour, just like everybody did in 2020. And I had to do a lot more devotional kind of podcast just because of the different things that we faced. But I want to take the tough topics that we face in this culture. And I don't always know the answer to some of the questions that even you might be asking, maybe that I'm asking, but I want to seek those that do. I want to look at God's word so we can always know what we believe and why we believe it. But just this past week, I was listening to Skip Isaac. He's one of um, my favorite Bible teachers during COVID. My husband and I watched his church a lot online, but he also has one of my favorite apps. I'm going to put a link to his app because any book you need to know in the Bible, any verse, you can look it up and he will have a sermon on it. It's phenomenal. But he was teaching out of the last few chapters of Judges. And there's a reoccurring verse in those last few chapters that you will find that is a theme. And that verse is, there was no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And Skip went on to teach verse to verse. But as he was teaching, I started thinking that we as a nation seem to no longer have God on the throne, that Jesus is not our king. We have people that are trying to rip away that heritage, the spiritual heritage, the foundation that we've had that our forefathers laid this country on. And they're trying to remove that from our history that we look when we removed prayer from our schools and the moral decline that has come in this nation since then. And we're at a time right now that everyone is doing right in their own eyes, that we live in a nation and we worship whatever the individual thinks is right, whatever that person thinks is right. And, you know, right and wrong, according to the world and to our culture, can change with the wind. There's no absolute. There's no foundation. It's like sinking sand. And that we're all doing uh, right in our own eyes. I, this term, you do you, and I'll do me, is a term that really drives me nuts, especially when I hear like Christians say it, because none of us are to do what we want to do. We're to die to ourselves. We're to do what Christ has called us to do. And when Christ calls us to do something, it's so often going to go outside our comfort zones. They will be scary times. They will be uncomfortable. We're never to just do you. And I don't like that term that is, you do you and I'll do me. But when we look at truth, and as I said, it's become relevant. It changes uh, every single day. We can learn. I mean, our, just like I said earlier, our genders, how many genders is changing constantly. People can't even give a concrete answer. But we can look at the moral decay, and we can look at what's happening in our country right now. We can look at our government, the threat of socialism, and we can blame this just on ignorance. And we can say that. That's just ignorance. Um, and that's easy to say, but it's actually exactly right. It's ignorance. And as I was listening to Skip 
Isaac talk, he was saying that spiritual ignorance will come when we don't know our biblical history, when we lose track of the spiritual history. And I think back of that of just knowing my heart, if you'd been listening, is to really study the Old Testament in the last few months. Going back to that verse, those who know their God will be able to stand in strength and take action. We have to know God. We have to know his story. We have to know his um, intricate plan. We have to know the history. We have to know the Bible so that we will not repeat it, so that we will um, not have a spiritual ignorance. But I apply that to our spiritual life, but we can also look at that just right here in America, in our history, how quickly we might repeat what other countries have done. Winston Churchill said, and we all know the famous quote, those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. But once again, that becomes ignorance of our nation's history. The same with our biblical history. Skip said, biblical history fosters obedience. Those who know God's word, those who know the history of God will be obedient. They will fear the Lord and be obedient. But he said, the biblical prophecy fosters confidence. How can we be able to stand in strength when we know God's word? When we know what it says, because even Jesus cried out, those who did not know, you did not know the word of God and that they were ignorant, that biblical prophecy will foster confidence. That's how we can face the days we're facing right now. We can look into the future and not live fearfully. We can face this pandemic and not live in fear if we know our biblical prophecy, because like he said, that fosters confidence. But when I look at the church right now, and this was a challenge to myself, so I'm including that, how little we know of the biblical history. There's a lot of churches that don't teach the New Testament. You know, there's a lot of churches that don't talk about the prophecies about Jesus coming. I think a lot of millennial churches, we don't talk about the second coming. They don't talk about um, heaven and teach on heaven. We don't have this heavenly mindset. But when I was looking at Skip and he was sitting here talking about to knowing our biblical history, knowing our biblical prophecy, I thought of Deuteronomy 11 because I was really thinking about this next generation. Skip is a pastor that I've known my whole life. His son, Nate, is my age. We grew up together. Skip's been a dear friend to my dad. But as I was watching this video of him teach, he's just sitting on his stool in front of his congregation teaching. And it was very simple. He had no notes. And he had no notes because he knew the notes. He knew God's word. It had been stored in his heart over these years. And he's just teaching verse by verse God's word. And I thought, that is how we're supposed to be taught. We're supposed to pass it down from generation to generation. I love going to the Middle East. Um, I think of a, my dad's dear friend, Sammy Dagger, and going to the Middle East and no TV, no phone, no distractions. We would sit around as a group at night and talk about God's word. He would share stories of what he had learned. And you pass it down from generation to generation. We don't do that anymore with our families. We, um, we're watching TV at night or mom or dad are on their cell phones and we don't pass down this biblical history. We leave it up to the Sunday school teacher. We leave it up if they go to a Christian school to their teachers that we're not teaching this next generation what they believe and why they believe it, starting with our history. And I think of Deuteronomy 11, where it says, fix these words of mine on your hearts and your minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children. 
talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land of the Lord. And I love just that one phrase, walk along the road. You know, talk about God's word when you're walking with God. I look at Noah and the story of Noah. We were listening to this actually this morning on XM Radio. We were listening to my grandfather um, on the Billy Graham channel. And my children were listening and my grandfather was talking about Noah. And my daughter got so excited because she knew the story of Noah. Noah, the Bible says, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Here was one of the great men of all the ages, God's chosen man, the one person who remained true to God amid a scoffing, sin-stricken world. Noah walked with God. Here's a man in a time of the world, evil time of the world, that God was going to judge the world. He was going to flood it, but he found one righteous man. He found Noah. Noah didn't conform to the world. We are not to conform to the world, but we are to walk with God. We are to teach our children the stories that God's word is truth, the foundation that we're to stand on, the solid rock that we're to stand on in the days that we will face. Because I woke up today, this is my first trip of 2021. I had a restful, I don't know if restful would be the word. It was very busy, holiday season. I wasn't ready for it to end. I wasn't ready for the new year to start because I didn't want to start traveling again. But I woke up excited because I truly believe our best days are ahead of us. This country was built on greatness. We have the hope of Jesus. And like I said, what is the hope of Jesus? That is he will return. And I love the movie, um, The Lion King. And many of you listening might not have seen the new Lion King where it's the real life version, um, not the cartoon. But Simba is running back to redeem his land that had been overtaken in darkness. And when I was watching it, I started crying. My husband was laughing at me. Why are you crying? I said, because that's how Jesus is going to come back for us. He's going to come back in his full glory, and he's going to come running, and he's going to redeem us. And that I am so excited for you. And I want that to be your hope as we go into this year. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Walk with God. Know his word. Know your biblical history. Know the biblical prophecy so we can stand in confidence that we know our God will be able to stand in strength and take action for whatever this year calls for. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Fearless. I'm excited to kick off 2021, and I'm thankful you joined me today. God bless. I wasn't given the spirit.